0: Like, you know what? That's something I need to take advantage of. I need to participate. Lord, give them the courage and the boldness to follow through. Sign up and go deeper into what you're telling them. In Jesus name. Amen. All right, y'all. I'm going to be honest. So Doug was like, you need to take 10 to 12 minutes. I'm going to try to take 10 to 12 minutes. But I may be like 13 to 15. I'm going to try to keep it tight and concise. um, But just bear with me if I end up rambling. Okay. So if we can go ahead and get the slides up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So there are two central questions, right? If we're following Jesus, one is what is God saying to me? And then what am I supposed to do about it? Right. And David talked about these last week, but those are the main two questions that we're talking about hearing from God and then being obedient. Right. And there's an assumption with that first question. We can go to the next slide. The assumption is that God is speaking and that you can hear him, that he, he wants to talk to you. He wants to engage with you. And we wanted to use this, time to build on, again, what's a practical tool that we can engage in around how to hear from God, how to demystify it, right? Sometimes it seems super spiritual and like God is talking, but he really is, right? And if we're obedient and follow these practical tools, we believe this is one way you can hear from him. Let's go to the the next slide. So the analogy that we've been using is if you're in a car, you're driving around 45 miles per hour, and you hit a speed bump, So y'all, my car's name is Jackson. I love Jackson very much. It's an old car. It's like 2001, and it's a Kia, but I love that little car. If I'm going 45 miles an hour and I hit a speed bump, um, Something may have fallen off my car. Like, I need to, to actually pull off the road um, to check on my car and make sure Jackson is okay. And so spiritually, right, um, when we're having these moments, it's similar, right? I want to walk through what are the three steps that you take when you have a Kairos moment, and how do you engage in that process of sort of checking, like, what happened and why did this happen? All right, so let's go to the next slide. So the Kairos moments that we've already been engaging with um, doing our service, Orlando talked about some. We prayed um, together. You share those with your neighbor. Um, One of the things I want to uh, make sure we remember is, for me, I had to almost recalibrate when I started learning about a Kairos moment because I was used to, like, uh, this is around sin in my life or like God is about to punish me or this is corrective or maybe punitive. However, maybe there's 20% that is related to sin, but there's like this whole... 80% of these other Kairos moments that just your loving father that wants to talk with you, right? That wants to engage with you. If we think about this, whether you're a parent or everybody has parents or maybe you had foster parents or grandparents, but um, there was a segment of time because they loved you that they would spend correcting you. But the vast majority of the time that they spent with you was because they simply loved you, right? And they wanted to get to know you. So when you're thinking about Kairos, it could be, you know, a song, it could be a person that keeps popping up in your head. It could be something you're overthinking. Typically, it's related to some type of feeling that you have. But I want you guys um, to really think about this as like, God wants to be with me. This is something I should lean into, right, and not shy away from. So let's go to the next slide. We define these Kairos moments by saying this is the place where essentially your world and God's world are intersecting. And we can move to the next slide. So the word that comes to mind is invitation, right? This is God. Almost think of it as like him tapping you on the shoulder. And he's like, hey, I see what just happened. I see what you're feeling. I want to be with you. I want to talk to you. I have something to say about it, right? And we want to accept and respond to that invitation. Amen? All right. So let's get to those um, three practical steps. We can skip ahead. So... The first is observe. Okay, so again, if I'm in Jackson, I went over a speed bump, I need to pull over. This is the equivalent of doing that spiritually. I'm starting with observe, and it's a very simple question. What happened? Right? That's it. You just stop and observe what happened. Okay? The next step, and we can go to the next slide, is to pray. And when we say pray, the question that we're trying to answer with prayer is, why this moment? Right. So there's you could have 100 moments in a week, um, 100 things that have happened in a week. God, why? What is unique about this moment? Why are you using this to speak to me? Why did you tap me on the shoulder when that happened? OK, so that's why you're praying. Right. You're answering the question why. And then that third step is to discern. OK. And when we talk about discernment, we're talking about this two different ways. So starting with Scripture, um, Even though there may be nuances to things that you have experienced that are specific and unique, there isn't an emotion, a feeling, um, the foundational thoughts or lies under that are not new. And we believe that the Bible speaks to everything that we have experienced. So we want to start with the truth of God. And what is, what does scripture say about this? And then the second piece is with people and not just um, anybody, but we want to go to spiritually mature people, people who, when you look at their life, right, there's evidence of the Holy spirit. There's evidence in like fruit that they know God and they love you. Right? So ideally, You're pulling off, and you would say, "Okay, this is what happened. When I prayed about why, this is what I believe God told me. I've been looking in Scripture, and this is what it says. Um, So and so, you know, Mama, what do you think? What do you think God may be saying to me?" So the core question we're asking and discern and is, "Lord, what are you saying to me?" Okay? Can y'all say that? What are you saying to me? Okay, so, y'all, these are the three steps. And I want to give a quick example of a place in my life where I actually didn't follow these steps. But I wish I had. (laughs) Um, So I was this was a few years ago and I was going to work. It was a big meeting. So my CEO was there. My boss was there and there was maybe like two or three other people. So this was like a big deal meeting. And at the time I was transitioning from, I was transitioning to natural hair, okay? So just a quick tutorial, if you don't know what that means. um, I think perm, correct me if I'm wrong, but perm for white people means you're making your hair curlier, right? When black people say I'm getting a perm or a relaxer, it means I'm straightening my hair. So, for all of my life at that point, y'all laughing? Okay. Anyway, for all of my life at that point, um, that's what I did, right? Like, I just chemically straightened my hair. And I felt like I was telling me, like, hey, Shekinah, transition to natural. So, I was being obedient. And at this point, I was like nine months in. I don't have any pictures, but basically, y'all, there was a chunk of my hair that was like bone straight. And there was another chunk of my hair that was like kinky and curly and just coily lusciousness, right? They were both on my head at the same time. So I would work really hard to, like, come up with these styles so you couldn't really tell, and I thought I was doing pretty good, right? So I showed up to this meeting, and my boss said to me, in front of all these people, she said, oh, Shekinah, I think it's really nice, you know, that you're, you're, you know, going to be natural. That's so great. And even though your hair's kind of sloppy, a little bit messy, she said, I think it's, I still think it's great, you know, that you're blah, blah, blah. She just... This shady comment just sandwiched it, and it it was a mess. Okay. So, y'all, let me be clear. Let me be clear. If I was rocking, um, like, box braids or micros or faux locks, like beautiful Makita is rocking, um, and if I had locks in my hair, I would have heard that, and I would have said, oh, you just ain't up on this. Like, you don't know my hair is popping, actually, you just don't know, right? That's what I would have thought, but my mind didn't go there, right? My mind was thinking like, ugh, is it messy? Or like, is it sloppy, right? So so here's the thing, if I was walking through this process, for my observe, asking what happened would simply be, my boss told me, she she said these words to me, that's what happened. If I would pray like, Lord, why did you choose this moment? It was because he was trying to teach me something, show me a reflection of myself. And where I was accepting someone, giving someone else power over my identity, power over what is considered beautiful, right? Like where I was doing that, instead of being obedient to who God says I was, that would be my why. Right. And then if I went into discern and I looked at scripture, scripture tells me, like, not only am I fearfully and wonderfully made, but God count the number of hairs on my head. It wasn't a mistake, right? Like this is something he he intentionally did this. And if if I went to people who were spiritually mature, right? And engaged in this process with them and say, "Hey, what do you think God is saying?" I believe they would have affirmed those things for me as well, right? Now, I'm going to be honest with y'all too. Um when I was learning about this tool I realized with myself, I tend to skip this discern piece, right? I said, Oh, you know, I read the Bible all the time. I know what God is going to say. And in that moment, what I was thinking was, well, you know, you always going to have haters and you just need to let it roll off, you know, but I, I would have missed. Hear me, y'all. I would have missed the opportunity to hear my loving father say this isn't just about ignoring what people say. This is about fundamentally who you believe you are. Right. And what you were created for. And that's what the invitation is to. Right. We have a loving, amazing father who is inviting us to to know him. Y'all ignore my parents. That's how parents act. That's what they do. So anyway, um, Lord, praise God. So anyway, (laughs) y'all that, that's, that's what this process is about right? Like turning around when God taps you on the shoulder and saying, you know what, Lord, I want to be with you. And I want to know what you have to say to me. Right? So Chris Lee is one of our pastors here. He focuses on youth and teens. And next week, I know y'all see those other tick marks. He's going to come in and fill in the rest. Um, and yes, Chris deserves a round of applause. That's great. And he'll, just just to give a precursor. He's going to help us figure out like, OK, after you know what God is saying, then what do you do about it? Or what if you haven't heard anything? What do you do next? So Chris is going to take us there. I want you guys to look at the sheet that was um, on your chair. So just like last week, you got the Kairos tracker and you used that to sort of practice what David Bailey taught about and told us. We want you to continue on this journey this week right? So these steps essentially take us through these three, three next steps. Observe what's happening, prayer around why God is choosing that moment, and then discernment. And I want you guys to bring these back with you next week, right? So we'll continue engaging with this. So as the band goes back up, um, we're going to spend more time and worship together. And I would encourage you guys, like even in these moments, we've been intentional about creating more space for worship in these services during January as we're asking people to lean into hearing from God. And so whether it's a Kairos moment, maybe you have one in the service or maybe you had one earlier today, the one that you were praying about, use this time to lean into like, Lord, what are you saying to me? Like, God, I do want to spend time with you. I want to engage and what you have to say to me as my loving, gracious, and kind father. So lean into worship as we go into this next segment. Amen.